there, my lovely opportunists. My name is Winter, and I'm the co-founder and editor of Opportunity Roll. This episode is the Valentine's special, so we're doing something a little different. We're going to start with an intro spoken story and then get into our game. I hope you enjoy it just as much as we did. I grew up here in Croco, a large city filled with the most wondrous yet stubborn people. One particular woman springs to mind when I think about my time living there. Her name was Harriet Ramstrong, a strong and patient swordswoman. This is the story. Charity, I've tried everything. I need the churches to help. I'm in love with Harriet. Carson said to me that day. Still in his costume, having come straight from Croker Theatre. No doubt another show of his. Harriet? She seems quite intent to be left to her devices, Thomas. We don't mind helping Aphrodite's will along, but I cannot force someone to love you, I responded. Thomas had been chasing Harriet for some time now. However, she had never shown any interest in anyone, let alone Thomas. They were complete opposites. Harriet may have been headstrong, but she was refined, cautious, it came with her craft. Not a mere soldier, but a swordsman. Whereas Thomas was all over the place, a nurse with a pension for dance and theatre. He wore his emotions on his sleeve. Ah, but Charity, she sent me this! She- he cried, waving the wilting rose in my face. Petals falling at our feet on the stone cathedral floor. I raised an eyebrow, putting my hand on his back, lifting my acolyte robes, which trail as I walk him outside the large wooden doors of the Church of Aphrodite. Tossed it on my stage at the last performance. So that's why you're still in costume, huh? Did you run straight over here? Go home, Thomas. I will talk to her and see if she's interested. I sigh, gripping my charm of Aphrodite as it hangs from my waist. Blessings of Aphrodite upon you, child, I say with a smile, walking past him and heading down the cobblestone streets, past the large, lustrous theatre towards Harriet's quaint house. All manner of broken weaponry sat outside her door, waiting to be taken to the blacksmith for repair. Knocking at the door, I hear her moving inside. The door opening slowly with a creak, Harriet peeks out, her amber eyes sparkling slightly as she yanks the door open. Charity, <laughs> what brings you down here? The church wasn't going to bring me any supplies until next week, she says, putting her hands on her hips, greeting me like an old friend. How free to be her, like my parents, an adventurer, and a lawman for our town. It's good to see you well before setting off, Harriet, I say with a soft smile, placing a hand on her shoulder. I'm here on behalf of Thomas, he seems to have taken a fancy to you. <laughs> Says you tossed a rose on stage for him at his last performance. Yes, I didn't realize he saw me toss it. Her demeanor changed. She was more solemn now. Her hands crossed in front of her chest as she looked out the street behind me. What's wrong? You seem a little uncomfortable. I tilt my head and place my hand gently on her arm, amulet of Aphrodite glinting at the joining of my robe. I can't put him through the worry of dating me, she says 
moving to the side and waving me into her home. Not an item out of place. Everything put away, besides the satchel on the table she appeared to be packing. What I do is dangerous, and he's either ha has to travel with me or risk being hurt, or not see me for months on end. I would always be able to protect him, and from what I see, and I don't think he has the training to protect him. She rambles off quickly, as if she had been thinking this for ages. Isn't that his risk to take? I sit at the table, legs crossed as I grip the pendant in my lap, hanging onto it like a small child as they're really attached to their first toy. It's my job to worry about the people in the city. That includes him. She grumbled. I hit a sore spot. I apologize, Harriet. I didn't mean it like that. We spent the next few hours until sundown topic hopping, discussing her upcoming travels and triple checking the supplies that she needed from the church. I excused myself when the candle lighter came through and with a click of his fingers the street lights came alight. I walked back through town in the dim light, smiling to Thomas as I see his hopeful face peeking out of the theatre. A few days passed uneventfully. Thomas was noticeably absent from his usual spots, but I thought I saw him in the market district and talking with the blacksmith. These unusual appearances suddenly made sense when it came time for Harriet to leave. Thomas stood at the entrance of town, decked out in shining armor with a sword on his head. Harriet, I decided I cannot stand to sit by any longer. I am accompanying you on your journey, and I will woo you by the end of tonight. Hello, my name is Winter, and I am usually the editor and co-founder of Opportunity Roll, but today I will be the Dungeon Master. Um, we are doing a Valentine's special today, so let's start with introducing Laura. Hi, I'm Tank on the Blue, or Laura. Today I will be playing uh, Harriet Ramstrong, the half-elf uh, fighter champion. All right, and Max? Hello, my name is Maxwell, or Rodeo, and today I will be playing Thomas Delacour, the half-elf bard of valor. Okay, and finally, Gunny. Hi there, I'm Gunny, and I will be playing Desikar Gorand, the Dragonborn Druid. Alright, so from our little story introduction, we know that we are leaving town with Harriet, and uh, that we have a main quest, and we have Thomas's little side quest to get Harriet to fall in love with him. So the main quest that we will be following is Harriet is the lawsman running around to collect levies from the towns underneath Croker. We have Desica coming along with her as her uh, second in command. And then we also have a familiar face from the podcast, Charity, who is coming along as... Um, She's just good company. <laughs> She's coming along as an advocate for the church to make sure that you know, no laws are being broken by our lawsmen. Who wants to start us off? Well, so Thomas is following behind, and uh, some people may have noticed, it, it may have also gone unnoticed, 
but the rose is tucked fancifully into his leather armor, so it just the bud is poking out. Oh. Um, I think probably Harriet would have noticed, and upon seeing that, she just kind of like it does a small smile uh, a bit, but uh, you could definitely see a sense of like worry in her. As she does, she just keeps marching along. All right. Jessica, how are you feeling about all this? Well, Jessica doesn't really have any worries. He's really just in for it for the wonderful adventures. He's been through the woods many a times, and so he's been a pretty good guide for our little friend Harriet. Enjoy having you around very much, Duskar. Well, if I do say so, it's quite enjoyable seeing more than just a, the usual tree and wolf. And so, as as they're walking down the road on their way to the first town, um, Thomas will start uh, doing a uh, emboldened and maybe slightly exaggerated retelling of one of the stories that Harriet may have told to him about some of her adventures out being a, you know, a swordsman and doing all that stuff and using like prestidigitation and just making a little performance of it as he does. All right, go ahead and roll me a performance. Let's see how well you do. I have barred things in that. <laughs> yes, you do. Expertise in that. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> Oh, that's wow. a natty 20, baby. Right. Nice. So while you were giving this uh, fabulous performance, you're managing to find little things to jump around on and kind of reenact, not just retell this. Um, and it looks like you do manage to catch a little bit of Harriet's eye there. Harriet, how are you going to react to this for me? She is blushing right now. Uh, she... Kind of like the, all the sense of worry from her face um, is gone as she just is looking at uh, Thomas uh, and his performance. Uh, there's a, definitely a smile on her face. Well, the worry might have been subsided because, you know, he took out his rapier and you can actually see him flourishing. And he's got some pretty good skills with it. And he's like in, he's reenacting like the moves about how she struck down the the feral goblins that came and uh, tried to attack her, her band and her. um her caravan that she was traveling with and he's doing little moves and flourishes all the meanwhile with the other hand making colors and sparks yeah she is definitely enjoying it meanwhile there's a car's over there just flicking his tail back and forth quite enjoying the retelling of this story every now and then he might add in a little bit of Gust through the wind. Is uh, Desikar a folk hero? Yes, he is. Then he would probably also weave that into the telling of how, because I've heard a little bit about your backstory, so telling of how you saved the entire village from a cascading rain of fire coming down from the uh, from the forest that was set to consume them all in a blaze of defeat. But 
you came up with your magics and your plans and helped whisk everyone away to safety. Around halfway through that story, Dezakar might stop you. Uh, you, you see, it, it wasn't just me. I, I did have the, the help of all of the, the forest creatures as well. <laughs> You're too modest. It was, it was really them. It was really them. I swear, if, I, if, I, if it wasn't for those deer, then we wouldn't have gotten everyone out. Ah, but my dear boy, the deer don't make the story you do. He'll, he'll blush a little bit. Oh, if, if you say so. And, and then just for a little bit added effect, he'll like go in and, and make some like leaves kind of rustle up around your feet. <laughs> Ooh. Harriet is very much laughing right now. She's, she's enjoying herself. So, um, Harriet, where are we off to first? Where's our first town that we will be stopping at today? Uh, well, okay. The first town uh, is... Winter, what's the first town going to be? Nottingham. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, the first town that we're going to is Nottingham. Uh, it's not that too far off. Um, and so, uh, Have you ever been to down there at all, Thomas? Oh, I, I, I've traveled around a few times. I've, you know, he's an aspiring entertainer and he's trying to basically his, his whole goal in life is to make, to move people through his words and his stories so that he has some lasting impact on the world. Very nice. So that people, so that, you know, that he can make a positive influence on people's lives so that even when he's gone, he'll be remembered positively. Right. Um, Charity's going to pipe up then after hearing the story and go, wow, you guys have such great stories. This is my first time out of town. I'm a little nervous. What are you nervous about? It's just a simple travel on the road to Nottingham, and we have the best swordsman in all of Croca to protect us. <laughs> You'll be fine, Charity. If anything, I mean... I'm always here to keep you safe, and... Always have been, always will, right? Mm-hmm. And let this be a boon to you so you no longer feel quite as afraid. And wasting a first-level spell slot, Thomas will cast Heroism on the group. Yay. Charity will giggle and just point at him and be like, I like him. Just, like, look at her. Ooh. He does seem called... to be a spry little fella. You become immune to being frightened and gain temporary hit points equal to my spellcasting modification. Uh, so I actually I'll touch charity, um, and say you you no longer have to be afraid. And I'll touch charity on the shoulder, and you will gain three temporary hit points and also be immune to being frightened for a minute. <laughs> That's cool. But it's it's just the uh, it's just the thought, you know. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that we would like to do? Any more scenes that we'd like to do? I'm good. I'm good to continue walking for now. If I come up with something, I will bring it up to you. All right, so we are going to get maybe three quarters of the way to Nottingham, and it's going to start getting a little bit dark. 
Charity's going to stop in the road and look at everyone around and just ask, um, do we, do we want to set up camp or, um, yeah, do we, do we want to set up camp or do we want to push and keep moving? What do we want to do? Because, yeah. I think it would be wise to stop and make camp. Um, don't want to be too tired. And we could use the time that we have until the sun sets to find a, a suitable spot for camp so that we can feel comfortable and safe. Oh, well, that shouldn't be too hard. There should be good, some good spots around here. He'll kind of like flick his tail back and forth, looking throughout the, the different areas of brushes and shrubbery, looking through like the different trees and trying to find where a nice little canopy may lead to an opening. Okay, Charity's going to pull out her prayer blanket. Oh my gosh. My words. Charity's going to pull out her prayer blanket from her pack and set up to pray and leave you guys to your own devices. Yeah, um, yeah Harriet's going to get a fire starting. Um, probably take out some rations that she has and start, you know, croaking them over the fire and everything. Um, uh, Thomas will be setting up, like, a tent and uh, while he's doing it, he sees he notices Charity praying, and so he'll probably just start kind of softly singing a song about Aphrodite. She'll smile, but she won't break away from her prayers. Desikar, on the other hand, will go scrounging around for some different herbs and different fruit, seeing if he could find anything that would be quite nourishing. All right, go ahead and roll me a survival. And that is a natural one. <laughs> We're going to give you advantage on that role because, uh, I mean, this is a kind of an area that you've traveled a lot before. You're feeling comfortable because we're with friends. It's a relatively easy spot since we're closer to town. So go ahead and take that 21. All right. I was going to say, could I give him a part of inspiration while I'm at it? <laughs> So he'll come back to the camp, an armful of berries and different little herbs of like mint and thyme. And he'll kind of lay it out right there across a smooth, flat rock that he managed to find. And look to everyone. Well, there is fresh fruit, if you would like. Fresh food is always good. Thank you so much. Maybe we could scrounge us up a rabbit or something to cook over the fire. I can always go hunting, see if I can find something. I could uh, accompany you. I have keen eyes for spotting movement. Well, if you guys do go hunting, at least try to find one at the end of its lifespan. That way you're not hurting the forest. Of course. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, Harry's gonna kind of... Uh, she's gonna take up a crossbow and uh, start go uh, walk through the woods trying to find a, a older rabbit that uh, we use for food. Hey, roll me survival. 
I will give her a party inspiration. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, I think it's a D6 at this level. I'm not sure. Ugh. Okay, well, that's not going to help, but... Uh, uh, 1D6. Well, that is an... That is an 8. Alright, well, you guys all are looking for rabbits towards the end of their lifespan. Um, so you're going to find one. But it is going to be old and frail. You're not going to be able to get much meat off of it. But you will find one. You might be able to make rabbits stew. Yeah, I, th I think that's um, Harry's thinking. It's just like, no, uh, Descar just found a bunch of like, you know, things. So yeah, might as well try to make some stew out of it. All right, who's cooking? I will give it a shot. I worked my way around some kitchens back in my uh, days where I was trying to get into the acting business. You know, you have to work in some of these venues first. <laughs> All right. Everybody's going to roll me a survival, so go ahead. Ooh, survival. Um, that's not bad. That's a 15. All right. Considering the uh, what's that word? Um, where the meat is really tough. Yes, Gamey? thank you. Uh, considering the gaminess of the meat that you have and how little there was, you have managed to make a very nice stew. So congratulations. I will use prestidigitation to flavor some of the gaminess away. And uh, also to add a little bit of, let's see, Gunny got some mint and some thyme. So I will add a little bit of flair of rosemary into there. Nice. So all in all, we're going to have a very nice meal. Harriet, um, she, she's still just watching Thomas. Um, and yeah, she still has like that same kind of like, Worried, but like impressed, look in her eye. Uh, she's smile, she's blushing a little bit. Could Desikar like actually notice this going on between him, between them, or would he end up being too daft? That is a good question. What's your uh, passive perception? 10 plus your wisdom, Gunny. Unless you have proficiency in perception, in which it's case it is 14. 10 plus your wisdom. 14, yeah. All right. Um. So, yeah, I'd say that you could definitely notice that they're not being exactly uh, quiet about it. Well, I was going to say, at this point, Thomas, normally Thomas is, when he's performing, you know, he's all, he's over the place. You know, his, his attention is is on multiple different things. You know, he's spreading it around because it's the actor in him. He has to give everybody his attention. But right now he's got a singular focus on cooking this food. You know, he's cutting the meat just right. He's incredibly like just honed in on what he's doing. And, you know, he's using his magic and he seemed like swirling his fingers over the pot and putting flavors into it and, you know, chopping up the herbs and maybe even putting a couple berries in there. And just, uh, he's got a singular focus that isn't normal for him. Usually he's quite a turbulent fellow, but right now he's, he's very calm. Watching Harriet kind of like look onto him and like keep that focus onto him. 
does the car's going to make it a little bit more interesting for Harriet. So what he's going to do, he's going to use his druid craft in order to give like a small breeze to run through his hair to make it look like that much more interesting. Try to give him that dreamy look. Just to mess with her. <laughs> Ooh, fucking wing man. <laughs> yeah, um, Harry is seeing this. She is really blushing uh, at this moment. And she tries to like hide her face uh, behind like, her hands. It's into her, in her armor and everything. Just because she doesn't, she doesn't want to appear to be like this. Um, that she wants to keep up the appearance of being like a very strong swords swordswoman and everything. So like she, I think at one point she just like clears the throne and goes, "Um, I'm just gonna patrol the area a bit. Um, you know, see if there's anyone uh, out there. Um." Be right back. Well, do holler if you if you hear anything, and be safe out there. And he will grant you another bardic inspiration. Remember, it lasts for ten minutes. Okay. I mean, she doesn't go too far. She maybe goes like fifty feet away, just kind of like, uh, just kind of like walks the circumference around the camp, uh, really making sure there's like no one out there that can harm any any of uh. Of our companions. Right, we're only in investigation. Okie doke. Uh, 13. Uh, but I am going to use uh, the bar. It's a d6, so. Um, so that's a uh, 13. 13. 15. Alright, so with a 15, you're going to see that everything is nice and calm. It's all very still. Um... There isn't going to be any animal noise, though, which might be a little off-putting, but still not completely out of the usual, being this close to uh, the Bruma Lake a little bit away. Um, but yeah, everything is nice and calm. This You don't see anything that you'd perceive as a threat. Okay. Yeah, she's going to walk back to uh, camp, and it's like... Everything looks fine. Uh, good for the nights here. Um, might want to set up watches. As Harriet was going to leave, does Zakar's going to like use his tail to tap on Charity's opposite shoulder, and then like lean down to whisper? Do Do you think I did overdid it a little bit? Um, in my experience some people need a little push yeah and while you guys are all talking um um after waiting a little bit for <laughs> After waiting a bit for the meal to finish cooking, he will start placing it in some bowls. And um, he'll come up to Charity and to Desikar. And he will hand you each a bowl and say, be careful, it's quite hot. 
He'll snort a little bit of smoke out of his nostrils. You you sure? Maybe not for you, but uh, for me it is. I can handle the heat. Of course you can, Charity. You're not a cleric for Aphrodite for no reason. Cleric in training. I haven't really learned all that much yet. I can heal, though. That's the first thing I learned, that I can't really do anything else. Oh, good. At least we've got that covered, then. Well, I mean, now, as I for it being hot, I don't think I have any cheese. Cheese would make this nice. Maybe we can get some goat cheese whenever we get into town. Oh, I love goat cheese. I do love goat cheese, yes. But thank you for the meal. This is going to be quite delicious. I can already smell it. Now, here's a question that I have. Thomas, the time he spent, you know, uh, thirsting after Harriet, uh, do you think he would have at some point learned, like, what her favorite foods or flavors of food are? I mean, I would imagine yes. <laughs> uh, all right, so on his way up, he will bring um, Harriet a bowl and he'll do a little bit of a magic over it and like some sparks will come down. There'll be a very pretty like purple and go into it and it'll say, and this one is specially made for you, Harriet. <laughs> yeah, she she kind of laughs a bit and just, thank you. I'm sure it's going to taste really well. I'm looking forward to trying it. <sighs> Well, the sun is down, and you did say we should set watches. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be adverse to taking any watch, whether it be the first, the last, or the middle. I could take the middle watch. I know not many people enjoy it, but I I'm, I'm fine with it. I'll stay up with you and take middle with you. Thank you, Charity. I could take the first. I don't mind staying up. I shall take the last, then. Who wants to roll me a d100? I do it. I like rolling. All right, go ahead. That's a 52. All right. Now roll me a d10. Oh no. All right. That's a three. And a D three. All right, let's see how it goes. That's All a right, three. so your shift goes just fine. Nice and quiet. Everything is still. Nothing seems particularly disturbing to you. Probably throughout some of that time that he's handling his watch, he'll be speaking with an owl and making good conversation with the owl. <laughs> kind of learning a little bit about the terrain and you know what's been going on recently in here. Just spending some time getting to know the locals. <laughs> All right, if you're going to be talking to some wildlife, roll me an animal handling check. 
All right. So first off, to to boost this here, and then to 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 reassure it even further. And then for animal handling. It'll talk to you, but it seems a little agitated. Not with you, but just in general. Well, what seems to be the problem there, Mr. Owl? The forest is strange. Strange how so? Do that. It's quiet. It's quieter than it should be. No one's around. Well, do you happen to know what, where everyone had went? No. Has there been a hunter around? No humans. Just the usual people like you. Just walking. Have you sensed anything? It's just strange. Well, you stay safe out there, okay? And don't you be flying into nothing that you can't handle. Yes, sir. Um, it'll fly away. Before it flies away, he's going to produce a good berry for it and feed it the good berry. Okay, it'll be it'll very happily take the good berry before flying away. He'll take the rest of his watch in time and not really do much besides listen. See if he feels anything off, but relaxes. Alright. Well, like I said, the rest of your shift is gonna go nice and quietly. And now that you've talked with that owl, you can sense a little bit of a disturbance in the forest. You've noticed that it is a little bit more quiet than you feel like it should be. Positively perplexing. Okay. I'll let the others know when I wake them. Coming to the end of his shift, he'll get up and walk by Charity and Harriet. He'll kind of use his tail to, like, rustle their feet. Um, Harriet just kind of, like, bolts away quickly. Uh, probably realizing that, you know, I'm sure, like, uh, uh, Descar has done this before, so she quickly realizes that it's just him. It's like... Time for watch, then, I guess. Yes, yes it is. Do do be wary, though. The forest is oddly silent. Even the animals are concerned. Interesting. Uh, th- thank you. Of course. See it that you two have your time well spent. Don't just waste it. <laughs> He'll give a ginger smile and then walk over to his rather oddly made bedroll made of loose grass and twigs. Oh. 
Charity will get up really slowly, uh, rolling over and pulling a blanket or her bedroll on top of her. Really not in the mood to wake up. Uh, Harry just kind of goes over and just, come on, Charity. You got to get up. She'll uh, sit up and in true teenager-ish fashion just like pull on her under eyes and just groan. Like, oh. Charity. Come on, you agree to do this. Fine. And she'll uh, hop up, probably grabbing onto um, Harriet's arm. Yeah, she... She just kind of like lifts her up. It's like, come on, I'll be over in just a few few hours, and you can go right back to sleep. Charity will nod, and then uh, just like gonna be like, well, it gives me time to ask you something anyway. Hmm? What's that? How did you meet him, Thomas? I uh. I, I caught one of his shows uh, in town. Um, and he was so captivating and just truly amazing. I, uh, I, I quickly stayed after the show and told him that he did a fantastic job. And I guess, you know, every time I see him perform, I try to ca catch it whenever I can. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Aphrodite seems to like I mean, your uh, feelings for him. Really? Mm-hmm. I was praying earlier, and uh, I look. Hang on, I need to remember what her flower is. I think it's a daisy. No, Rose. I was wrong. Anyway. Um, yeah. But I was praying earlier and I looked up, I opened my eyes, and I had a rose in front of me. And I was praying about you and him, so I'm going to assume that that's her blessing for you guys. Harriet's going to look over to uh, Thomas, who I guess is sleeping. And... She's just going to kind of like laugh to herself a bit. He's really something different. I've never met anyone else like him before. I don't know. <laughs> it's weird to put into words. Never talked about it to anyone. <laughs> it's sweet. I'm just worried for him as all. He seems to be handling himself. Oh, we haven't gotten in any 
big fights yet. I mean, he can cook. He can keep an eye on the road. And Is that not what a partnership could be? One person fighting and the other person taking care of other needs? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. He's traveled before. He said he likes travel for his music, and that would keep him safe if you were with him. She just she kind of like leans back up up against the tree and just folds her arms over her chest and just like you do have a point. Just something to ponder. She just kind of silently nods out into the the darkness. Okay. The rest of the shift is going to go smoothly. It'll be just as quiet. It'll be a little unsettling, um, especially after being warned. But for the most part, it'll go just fine. Yeah, Harriet is like hyper on edge as she's just kind of look, looking now, especially after what uh, Descar has told her. Alrighty. At uh, the end of our shift, Charity is gonna grumble and give Harriet a hug before running back to her bedroll and immediately jumping in it. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. Um,. Yeah, uh, Harriet's gonna laugh and then walk over to uh, Thomas and, and kind of like, uh, kind of like kneel down and just kind of like give him a slow uh, shake um, on on his shoulder. Like Thomas, it's your turn for watch. Oh, it's my turn already. Yes. Well, uh, best get up and greet it then. I'll um, do a stretch. Just be careful because Descar has said something about the the woods just being a little too quiet. So please be very careful. And she, and she kind of grabs his hand as she says that. Oh, no need to worry. If anything happens, you're all right here. But uh, quiet is usually good, isn't it? Not when it's this quiet. Even the animals are on edge, it seems. Hmm. You will very easily hmm. notice the very eerie silence at this point. That is strange. Well, I'll keep an eye on it. Harriet just kind of nods and then she heads to bed. Sleep well, Harriet. Is there anything you wanted to do during your watch? No, he's just gonna he's just gonna keep extra careful watch, make sure nothing sneaks up on him and uh Alright, roll me perception. Um Hmm. 13. You 
are not gonna notice anything. Ooh, that's not good. But your shift will go fairly easily. All right, so when shift finishes, he will uh, wake everybody up and let them know that everything went good. This is just at the very tail end of your rest, so everyone do did get their long rest. All right, so does a 16 or a 13 hit your armor class? Um, uh, 16 does, but a 13 does not. So that's two damage. All right, and then this enemy is going to come further in here and attempt to attack as well. Oh, no. All right. Well, that'll wake Charity up. No! Don't... Don't hurt baby Charity. <laughs> Alright. Everyone now knows what is going on. Thomas, how do you react to being swiped at by two human-looking things? Um, human-looking things? Uh, do they look alive? Um, it's kind it's kind of dark, so they look very pale, and there's very clearly blood running down their necks. Hmm. Well, let's see. The first thing Thomas would do is um, he would cast a spell. To try to uh, try to make these guys stop their stop their bullcrap, um, which that spell would be calm emotions. He'd say, "Let's all stop what we're doing here. There's no need to fight." And I choose the three that are attacking us. DC is 15. Wait, is it it's 8 plus proficiency? No, it'd be 13. I love that one get, got a zero. <laughs> All right. They... Mm, I'll tell you... Mm, they're visibly calmed. They don't look like they're reaching to attack you now. But something definitely looks off. Uh, so mm. neither of well, these that's... two are going to attack. And I will give, um, for my bonus action, I'll give um, Harriet a uh, bardic inspiration. All right. 
So, Desika, that makes it your turn. All right. What, 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 what's going on? This is... Uh, Charity, are you okay? And he's going to look over and seeing that she just got struck by this thing. Well, what's going on? Did we do you guys some harm that we don't know about? And then just trying to figure out what's actually going on. Instinctively, he's going to cast bark skin on himself. And then for precaution in case things do get bad, he's going to cast Shillelagh on his spear. Well, um, when you talk to Charity, Charity is going to be a little uh, busy freaking out to respond. But Harriet, that makes it your turn. Okay, um, yeah, Harriet, you know, she gets up, uh, sees these creatures, she's gonna grab her, uh, rapier and her sh and just start charging toward the ones toward, uh, Thomas, she, like, hopping over the fire and everything. Uh, hold on, wait, is that even her whole movement? Is that was yeah, that's her move. That's her movement. And then she is going to uh, take a slice at this one. Uh, oh, hold on. A boom. Ooh, 22. I just want to see something. Because I have this fun little thing. Okay. Alright, uh, so that is nine piercing damage. And she's gonna look over to Thomas and be like, Are you okay, Thomas? Um, there was only a scratch, but I think these fellows are subdued. And she's just kind of, kind of, kind of just ready her. All right, is there anything else you wanted to do? Oh, I'm sorry. That That's her turn. All right. 